It's Not Your Fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers, and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another installment of It Is Not Your Fault, a team mental health podcast. I am your host, Brandon Jones. Minneapolis holds a special place in entrepreneur and designer Houston White's heart. It's where you got to start. So whether it's launching the Get Down Coffee Company or his new Houston White for Target collection, Houston takes immense pride in giving back and inspiring those around him. Watch Houston discuss turning passions into reality and the importance of lifting the community up on Target's exciting content series, Beyond Black, now playing on youtube.com slash Target. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about stress anxiety or normal worry versus an anxiety disorder today's show was brought to you by a listener a listener had a question they asked brandon my child often struggles with various different levels of anxiety sometimes it's hard for me to notice is this regular anxiety or does my child have an actual mental health disorder i'm a little hesitant to bring her to uh, a therapist and I wanted to just get some insight from you and what should I do next? It's a nice short message. And I would like to invite you all, if you have questions, messages, things that you would like to have covered on the podcast, feel free to send those requests at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Again, ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Or you can send me a direct request at my website, www.jegna.org. That's jegna.org. So a listener question, um, and I thought this was a great, great question, great topic to cover here um, because we're entering an interesting space and time. You know, we've been, for most youth, they've been in school for about a two and a half to almost three months. The holiday season is upon us, and it can be very difficult for some families to transition during this time, especially when we are just now kind of getting back into a rhythm of things outside of the pandemic. So you may wonder, you know, and, you know, how do how do we how do we re-socialize ourselves? Or what are some of the things that are going on with my kid this school year as they get into their new area? And for adolescents, again, like, I, like we say this almost every week, adolescents don't always express themselves outwardly with what's going on. They'll usually act out what's happening. So that leaves a lot of parents playing the guessing game. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about the difference between normal stress. We're going to talk about normal worry. And we're going to talk about an actual anxiety disorder. What is the difference? So the first thing I want to talk about is what we call positive stress. Positive stress is normal. Everybody has positive stress. Positive stress is like waking up late because your alarm didn't go off. You go into a panic. You know, you may rush in the bathroom, brush your teeth, do a whole whole wash instead of your regular shower, get dressed really quick and get out of the door. You know, if you're a young person, you're running to try to make the bus. If you miss the bus, you're asking your parents or somebody to give you a ride. You may be even calling an Uber or Lyft just to get to school so you don't miss too much time. This is normal and it happens to all of us. So that's positive stress. It happens. It takes place. We, we get ourselves together, we're able to move on without too much of an incident. 
And then we have something that's called tolerable stress, which is a lot more severe. That's like when a loved one passes away in your family. Uh, your stress hormone levels are high, but over time, they should come on down as long as nothing else interferes and makes it a more catastrophic situation. And then we have what we call toxic stress. Toxic stress is that strong, frequent, and prolonged sense of adversity. And most of us are usually able to move through that without too much issue. But let's talk a little bit about normal worry, right? Because all stress does not come with worry, um, but some worry just comes out of nowhere, and it just depends on how we're activated um, and what's happening. So what is normal worry? Number Normal worry can be nervousness. So you may have some nervousness that is tied to a specific cause or an event. Maybe it's a new school for a young person. Uh, maybe they're going out on their first date. Maybe they changed their hair and they don't know how people are going to respond to it. Uh, maybe something happened on social media and this is going to be their first time seeing people in person to see how are people going to respond. Uh, it can be an upcoming test. It can even be you know, an assignment that's due. Normal worry happens in adolescents' life all the time. And as parents, we're just supposed to be supportive and, and caregivers. We're supposed to be supportive during those times. We don't have to dictate and determine how the outcome is going to be, but just help the young person know something is happening. Their body's having a response and they're going to have to push through whatever the adversity is to get to the other side of the hump. But now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there is no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. As a licensed marriage and family therapist, I know how important it is to seek counseling, to unload stress, to find emotional healing, and help you with anxiety and depression. BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Shaletta today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Shaletta. Another uh, telltale sign of normal worry is uh, there, there sometimes can be fleeting and usually passing when the challenge is over. So sometimes you can have thoughts that are fleeting, right? And as the, as the event's over, sometimes people still think about, man, I could have did this better. I could have did that better. Why didn't this person help out? You know, why did this person was saying to me, I, they, you know, they overdid it. You know, I'm overthinking this, et cetera. And uh, there doesn't, and also normal worry does not interfere with your normal day-to-day -day life. Right. It may interfere with your thought process, sometimes even your mindset to a certain extent, but you should still be able to get up and do the things you need to do. You should be able to still go to school. You should be able to still hang out with your friends. You should be able to still eat dinner, bathe yourself, groom yourself, play your video games, get your homework done. All those things should be able to happen without any concern whatsoever. And then things can take a sharp turn. And that sharp turn can look like what we call a personality disorder or an anxiety disorder. Let's not go too extreme just yet. Let's just talk about an anxiety disorder. Anxiety disorders often happen when people are not able to regulate their level of anxiety and their anxiety starts to dictate the outcomes of what's happening in their life. So for example, it may come out of the blue. You may be riding your bike. You may be in the middle of school or passing during hall. Um, you know, you may be passing in the halls. 
And next thing you know, you just start your your heart starts to race. You might start getting sweaty. You might to shake. You might start shaking a little bit. You might not be able to talk, and all of a sudden you're having a panic attack. You might have to rush to the bathroom and get into a stall and try to sit down and just breathe because it's just too overwhelming. That's usually a telltale sign of an anxiety. Um, a panic attack can be a telltale sign of an anxiety disorder. These anxiety disorders are persistent. And they they can even happen with no real threat. They can just come out of nowhere. You know, it doesn't have to be a bully at school, or you got a you know you got a failing grade on a big test, or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever your partner may be broke up with you. It doesn't have to be anything catastrophic. It can just be normal everyday life happening, and boom, the anxiety kicks in and it shuts you down, and it interferes with your day to day life. You're not able to take that test. You're not able to get your homework done. You're not able to go hang out with your friends after school. You're not able to sit in the cafeteria. You're not able to do any of the things you're supposed to do normally without interference. You are struggling to kind of live your life as an adolescent. So sometimes that may mean like socializing. You you know you're not you don't feel like talking to people. It may be even like doing your work. You can't concentrate to get your work done. Or maybe you have a job outside. Of, of of the home. Maybe you work, you know, part-time job. You might not even feel like doing that when you have an anxiety disorder that pops up. The other thing that is important for us to remember is it also can affect two core areas of our life, our sleep and our appetite. So if you have an anxiety disorder, you may realize that you don't want to do much eating at all. You may lose your appetite or you're not doing much sleeping because you're so consumed with what's going on that your sleep becomes less and less important. Talk about a couple more differences. So we know that, you know, with everyday anxiety, um, you know, this is just anxiety that comes up through challenging situations. Maybe you're walking through the neighborhood and there's a dog off the leash and this dog is not as friendly as you would like it to be. That's going to raise your anxiety, right? You can get triggered by very specific things that take place in normal everyday life. Um, typically, everyday anxiety lasts, um, you know, it doesn't last as long. Uh, it typically just lasts as long as the problem is around. So, you know, if you if you end up having a bad grade on a test, let's say you got a C minus on a test and you thought you could do better, you may have some anxiety around that till you have a conversation with the teacher and the teacher says, you know what, you can retake that test and get a better grade and I'll count the better score. That anxiety probably will reduce and then that young person can prepare to actually take this next test. Um, you know, a lot of things that can be helpful for everyday anxiety is, you know, people who are encouraging you and being motivational and supporting to you definitely helps reduce that anxiety. And typically, everyday anxiety does not interfere with your day-to-day -day activities, and you should be able to relax, get some rest, and calm yourself down without too much trouble. But when it becomes a problem, when it becomes... Uh, you know, almost clinical, if not clinical itself, and the anxiety becomes an anxiety disorder, it becomes, it, it can show up out of nowhere, as I said earlier. It can just pop up on you. It can be irrational, uh, and it might not even make any sense to what's going on, but you've been triggered by something. There may be a scent, it may be an event, it can be a person, etc. Something has triggered you to respond the way that you, um, to respond in a particular way. Un, it can be ongoing and it can last for months. This is the biggest difference between everyday anxiety 
and an anxiety disorder is it just doesn't go away. That anxiety kicks in and it sticks with you for a period of time. It can interfere with your day-to-day activities. Again, you might not feel like doing the things that you normally do. And then there can be physical symptoms. This is the biggest difference too that you'll notice. With everyday anxiety, you just feel that anxiety and that worry increase. With the anxiety disorder, it starts to impact your nervous system and your physical abilities. So you may have some uh, trembling. You may start sweating. You may have some dizziness. Uh, Your heart rate may increase. Your body temperature can also increase as well. So you start to have these physical effects of what's going on. And then there may be uh, some feelings of impossible to control or it's impossible to even manage what's happening within your body. So anxiety is a tricky thing. Everybody who goes through an adverse situation or has some anxiety does not mean that they have it on a clinical level. But if if you've noticed as a young person, if you've noticed in yourself some of the things that I share today, and you notice that it's in that area of problem anxiety or almost an anxiety disorder, I highly encourage you to talk to your parents and or caregivers to figure out if you should get further evaluation done. You can always go to a mental health provider and ask for a psych evaluation. And those, they do cost money, but they can be very helpful for you to get some insight and what may be going on within your life. The other thing is maybe you have some anxiety, but it's not quite at the clinical level. Do know that that is normal and that is a healthy part of your development as a young person. And I want to encourage you not to get down a rabbit hole and feel like you're a bad person or you have a mental health disorder just because anxiety pops up. But if it starts to last longer than, you know, the event that that kind of sparked it, if it starts to impact your ability to do your day-to-day activities, and if it starts to become a you know, a detriment on your, how you feel in your body and give you headaches and stomach aches and sweats and tremors and things like that, then it's time to speak up and get some help. So parents and caregivers, if you're noticing any of those types of activities with young people, please don't hesitate to call your local mental health provider and see if you can get your young person in for a session. I wouldn't recommend going to the emergency room. I would not recommend that. I would recommend actually establishing a relationship with some mental health providers that are there to help you understand what your anxiety is about and work through it. Make sure you have the proper treatment for you to you know, continue to move forward and develop as a young person. So parents, this is another episode of It Is Not Your Fault, a teen mental health podcast. Please remember that you may blame yourself for some of the things that the young people in your life have gone through, but it's not your fault, but it may be your responsibility to do something about it. I am Brandon Jones. Be sure to check me out at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Again, check me out at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Or if you would like to do um, what the viewer did for today's episode and give some suggestions and ask a question, feel free to go over to jegna.org. That's jegna.org. And send me a personal message with your question, and I'll be happy to answer it on a future podcast. All right, folks, that's going to do it for today. Until next time, take care of yourself. Be well. Peace. To check out previous episodes of It's Not Your Fault or to learn more about Brandon Jones, log on to laugh.com. You deserve more internet than what you get from just your cell phone. Get free high-speed internet at home, a $29.95 value, when you qualify for Internet Essentials Plus and the Affordable Connectivity Program.
Enjoy more streaming, gaming, and video chatting on more devices for free. With unlimited data and a wireless gateway included at no extra cost. No fees, no taxes, and no annual contract. Connect to more of what you love for free with Xfinity and the Affordable Connectivity Program. Click, call, or visit a store to learn more. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. There's a new way to get around in North Minneapolis. It's Metro Transit Micro, a new ride-sharing service that connects you with Metro Transit bus routes or wherever you need to go on the north side. It's convenient, affordable, and accessible. Metro Transit Micro uses minibuses to reach more neighborhoods, and you'll have shorter wait times. It costs just the same as bus routes, and it's easy to use. You can pay your fare in cash, a go-to card, or the Metro Transit app. Just go to metrotransit.org slash micro. Download the app and create your account. It's really simple. So whether you're going to a friend's house in Bryn Mawr to watch the Vikings game, or you need to get dropped off at the Metro C-Line station to hop on a bus to get to work across town, Metro Transit Micro got you covered. Book a ride, get picked up, and get where you need to go. Start riding today on one of the new Metro Transit Micro minibuses. It's back to school time. It's back to school time. And that means it's back to cooking breakfast for your kiddos and making school lunches. That's a lot of cracked eggshells and cut off sandwich crust. Now listen, before you think about throwing those food scraps away, think about recycling them. Ramsey County has a program that can help you do just that and it won't cost you a dime. Ramsey County has a free food scraps recycling program that lets you collect stuff like apple cores, coffee grounds, and veggie scraps. Here's how it works. Put all those scraps into a compostable bag. Then once a week, drop it off at a free food scrap site by your house. And listen, I understand that life is busy, so if you can't get there once a week, just toss the bag in the freezer until you can find the time to do it. To locate a food scrap collection site near you and to get more information about the program, visit RamseyRecycles.com slash food scraps and tell your friends and family about it. Let's all do our part to help save the planet. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever, and understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. 
Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being. At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.